hello and welcome to this week 8 edition of the Boomer Bust Fantasy Football Podcast. Your host, Stephen Reed, with his two co-hosts. We'll start out with Kyle Gadley. How are you doing today, Kyle? Good. How are you today, buddy? Uh, another day. Another dollar, something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Head out east to Drew. How are you doing today, Drew? Oh, I'm doing great. I had a pretty good fantasy week last week, so I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, Kyle was the only one here that didn't win all of his matchups, so... You know, I think he needs to wear the Duns cap for this show. Uh, yeah, the worst I'm, I'm fantasy in, football player out of all three of us, obviously. I'm in double the amount of leagues of you guys, so eat me. Uh, and you still lost less games than we won. So Lost more games than we won. Lost less. Ooh, I'm trying to figure this out in my head. You still suck is what I was going with. It's all right, but I'm going to get Drew's first L of the season in my home league. So We'll see. Probably not going to happen, but we'll see. <laughs> Um, so we'll start out this show kind of like we did last week. We're going to go over a Thursday night parlay, some start sit, and then into our usual boom bust segment. Um, I think it had a good flow to it a week ago, so we'll just keep going this way. And, uh, I'll go ahead and start our Thursday night parlay. Um, Kyle took the one I wanted and I'll let him speak on that when we get to it, but I'm going to take Chase Edmonds at over 44 and a half yards rushing, um, tomorrow night against the, uh, or I guess it be tonight when you listen to this, against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, you look at just his stats for the past, I mean, the whole year, there's only been two years where he's had less, or two games that he's had less than uh, 46 yards. And you're going up against a Green Bay defense, which isn't that great against the run. So 44 and a half, you know, easy 50 piece for, for uh, Edmonds seems to be a smart play. So I'm going to lock that in and, and uh, hope he hits it. So, uh, since I already mentioned Kyle's, uh, we'll head to you for your leg of the parlay. What was your leg? All right, for my leg of the parlay, it's going to be <clears throat> Kyler Murray over 272 passing yards. Um, like you said, this Green Bay defense isn't that great, um, and he has so many targets. Christian Kirk's finally coming into form now. Rondale Moore's kind of getting faded, but... I feel like Kyler Murray's definitely going to hit this. Yeah, uh, that was actually the one, like I said, I wanted to take Kyler Murray's over. Uh, and I looked at Aaron Rodgers. His is, I think his low is 264, 260, something like that. Yeah, I think um, it's like... But he doesn't have any targets. Devontae Adams is ruled out with COVID. Alan Lazard's a... Uh, he was close too. contact, so he's out with COVID. Uh, MVS is technically still on IR. He has a chance to play, but will he play? So that relieves you, what, Nico Collins, Randall Cobb. And Robert Tanyan. Aquinius St. Brown. And the running backs. I think the running backs have a big game. That's what it comes down to. So, uh, Drew, uh, your leg of the prop will be what? And so with what you just laid out, my leg of the parlay is going to be Randall Cobb over 45 and a half yards. You know, it's it's not that hard to achieve right there, especially with his two biggest targets that are going to be out. So, and he really likes Randall Cobb, so I'm thinking it's going to go his way this week. Yeah, it could be a, a big week for Cobb. could be a week, big week for any of those receivers. I mean, we really don't know. I mean, we know St. Brown really hasn't lived up to the hype he had coming out of USC. Um, but Nico Collins is still young. And this could be a big Bobby Tonyan week. This, could, But I'm leaning more towards this being a big week for the running backs uh, and Cobb. I think we're going to see a lot of Jones and Dylan out of the backfield. Um, and a lot of usage of Bobby Tanyan, especially in the, the red zone for Tanyan, because you're, you're taking away Devontae Adams already with, with him being out. And Lazar's another big body you're missing, so... Uh, yeah, I agree. I, uh, I think all three of those... I mean, last week we didn't look so hot. I mean, we had Denver money line, didn't hit. I think Corlin Sutton went over his re- receiving yards. And then... I forget what our third leg of that bet was. Uh, it was the rushing yards for Javante Williams. And... Mm-hmm. He didn't hit, but he went over on uh, receiving. So, whatever. Hopefully we can uh, bounce back this week and uh, get a dub for, for somebody. Let's get some money, too. So, uh, we'll go now to our start-sit portion before we head into the boom-or-bust segment. Um, I have a couple interesting ones on here. Uh, going through the list that I'm... I want to see what you guys think about. And we're going to start out with uh, C.J. Uzama 
of the Cincinnati Bengals against the New York Jets. Uh, I mean, he's been a big target for Blake, or not Blake, Bortles, uh, Joe Burrow uh, these past, what, month almost, it seems like. And he's been getting a ton of points fantasy-wise. Is this, an, is this a week where we can trust C.J. Ozama, or are we going to sit and we'll start with Kyle? I mean, yeah, I feel like in, like, your 12-man teams, uh, if you have them, especially, like, what the Baltimore's on by this week, so you're going to have Andrews out. So, I mean, he's a good slide-in piece there, definitely. He's going to get targeted. And they seem to, like, he seems to blow through coverage pretty easy underneath, and then he has good, like, yeah, after. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he's a good play. I mean, he's not going to get – he's not a big volume guy, but he makes – it count whenever he does get targeted. Mm-hmm. Drew, what's your thoughts on Uzama? Yeah, I mean, I like Uzama this week. He's, you know, he's vulturing the touchdowns. He has, I think it's five touchdowns in the last four weeks or something similar to that. And mm-hmm. he really seems to be their touchdown guy. So I definitely think you can slot him in this week. Yeah, you know what's crazy is Kyle Manchin, he's not a big volume guy like a Mark Andrews or like a Gronk in his heyday. He's only had six or more targets in one game this season, but he's getting the touchdowns. So that's that's kind of crazy, but it is a Jets. And uh, I am sliding him in a lineup over Cole Komet. So uh, I'll uh, I'll take Uzama as a, a start this week. I, I think there's good chemistry there too. I feel like he it, it comes down to him basically being the third receiver in that offense. Tyler Boyd's really taking a back seat. We mentioned that a week ago. So... Um, Zama's really taken a big step forward, and he he apparently is a, you know, going to be a, a factor. It seems like, especially in the red zone, like Drew mentioned. Uh, this one's interesting. Uh, David Johnson, uh, for Houston. Uh, they just trade Houston just traded away Mark Ingram, going back to the Saints. Uh, do we think David Johnson takes over as an RB one, especially if if Ty God Taylor is in there for him? Do we see him being more relevant? Is this a Philip Lindsay backfield? Um, I'll start with uh, Drew. Do you think uh, Johnson's worth the start, or are we going to have to wait to see what his usage will be once uh, Taylor's back and just in general how this backfield is going to play out with Lindsay there still? No, I don't I don't think you can start him. I I think it's going to go the way, you know, Philip Lindsay, the first, second down guy, and David Johnson's still the third down guy, and with the Texans and how they're going, their running game isn't going to be worth too much still, mm-hmm. even with Tyrod back. He was playing well, but he was doing well for the receivers in fantasy. So mm-hmm. I don't think – you can't start him yet. Definitely not. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, start to David Johnson. <laughs> it's really tough. you got to have him, like, in a deep – like a three-flex team, like really deep league, like 12-14 teamer. I don't know what's his projection this week like eight points, eight point six, eight point zero six points against, and they're playing the Rams. So, which means he's going to get some passing game utilization regardless because it, it's the Rams. But how much? Yeah, that's the thing. And like, whenever if he does get targets, is he going to catch it? Is he going to get any yards out of it? Um, I think he probably hits around his projection. I'd probably say the ceiling is probably ten points max. Mm-hmm. I don't see it really being a big factor this week. Yeah, I mean, maybe if this would have been a week ago when everybody's on bye week hell, or you're just ravaged with injuries at running back, maybe you took, you know, I don't know. Like J.K. Dobbins and Right, and yeah, like that. you took maybe McCaffrey and Dobbins and those are your top two running backs out, and you're playing backups now, maybe. Mm-hmm. But even that seems like a bit of a stretch to me. No, I think he's a sit. Um, at least until we see what Tyrod Taylor does in this offense when he comes back. I don't. I don't think he's worth the pickup. Even I don't think he should be rosterable until, until we see him, uh, used and, and utilized correctly, and the fact that he can stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, that'd be a big story too. <clears throat> um, next player, Hunter Henry, for the New England Patriots, going up against his former team, the Los Angeles Chargers, this week. He's been, uh, he's been solid over the past few weeks. About ten points a week as of late. Uh, a couple tutties. Uh, sprinkled in there. Um, definitely the red zone option I th- or target in that offense. Uh, I know Jacoby Myers, everybody wants him to get that tutty, but he still hasn't. Um, I think we still start uh, still start Henry. I think this is going to be a shootout. 
for, or maybe not a shootout, but it's going to be a, a game in which the the Pats are going to need to come back or at least score a bunch of points because we know this Chargers team can. So I think he's a start, and Kyle, Hunter Henry, starts it. Um, yeah, I think he's a good start this week. Uh, like you said, he's getting targeted in the red zone. Me and Drew actually debated about this preseason, like during draft season. But I believe that Hunter Henry was going to be the number one tight end there, and he thought Johnny Smith was. Which, I mean, at the beginning of the season, Johnny did kind of look like he's taking that role, but I think mm-hmm. Hunter Henry's kind of getting more of the workload now. But, I mean, yeah, like you said, he scored a, what, a touchdown in the last four games, so I'd have to start him, honestly. Mm-hmm. Drew? Yeah, I mean, John who's had a lingering injury going on, and Hunter Henry's kind of taken over that role at this point. But for me, it would probably depend on do all you have a tight end. If you're streaming it, then he's probably your second or third best option. My only problem is that Chargers defense has been really good against the Pats, but, like, terrible against the rush. So, you know, it's hard to gauge whether he's going to pop off or not. But, I mean, he has been getting the touchdown, the red zone looks. So I, I guess it depends on your team, but you, sh- you should be able to start him. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, we're going to go with Miles Gaskin running back for the Miami Dolphins going against Buffalo this week. Uh, tough matchup. Buffalo defense has been stout this year. They already shut Miami out once. Miles um, Gaskin's been so inconsistent. I mean, everybody had high hopes for him. He's like him, Mike Davis, everyone had these you know high hopes for uh, them coming into the season. No running back has really taken over in that Miami backfield. Uh, Gaskin hasn't, Ahmed hasn't. Just overall, the running game has just looked miserable. Uh, do we start Gaskin? Do we sit him? And we'll start with Drew now. Um, I think maybe you can put him in a flex if you have to, but I think this week you definitely just got to wait and see what happens because Malcolm Brown did just go on IR, but at the same time, that might just mean more touches for Ahmed. You know what I mean? So... And they're playing the Bills, so it's it's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. So I would think flex them if you have to. If not, send them and see how it goes. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. I think uh, at best a flex option. I mean, he could get you 10 points, but he could also get you like two points, three points because this is going to be a team where you're going to need to pass against because Buffalo's probably going to come out on you know hot early after a bye week. Uh, I'll rest it up. You're going to score a couple you know, touchdowns early, get ahead. You're going to need to pass to catch up, and I don't think Gaskin is shown to be that guy on that offense yet. So I, I agree. I think um, flex option, you can start him, but I, I'm not content with it. Kyle? Yeah, I'm going to piggyback off what Drew said with, uh, with Malcolm Brown going on IR there. Uh, it's just frustrating. Like Miles Gaskin's been one of the most frustrating because if you look at his game logs, he's been he'd get zero, thirty, two, seventeen. Like, what do you do? Like, you kind of have to start him in a way because you don't know when he's gonna pop off. Mm-hmm. But they did just get a uh, Duke Johnson, I believe. So are they gonna incorporate? He's more of a pass catching back. So, like you said, they're gonna the Bills are gonna start out hot. So are they gonna incorporate Duke Johnson more in the passing game? It's just it's just frustrating, but. In a deep league, you kind of have to start him for that potential boom. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to say start. Reluctantly say start, because I think we're all on the same boat there. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown going up against Philadelphia this week. Detroit, for some reason, Jared Goff, I feel like, refuses to look his way. This dude has potential. He's he's shown flashes. When he's gotten the ball, he's shown flashes of being that guy. But for some reason, he doesn't get the looks. We'll start with Kyle. Starts at Amon Ross St. Brown against Philly. You know, last week I was all in on him. I started him in a league. It was his so birthday. Last, it was his birthday last week, so I was like, oh, his birthday touchdown. You know what I mean? Draft a fact. How do, Goose egg. How do you go from having eight, eight, and seven targets the last three weeks to getting not one single target? I don't know. But like you said, when he does get targets, he produces. So, I mean – if you're in a predicament where you can start him, probably going to have to. I mean, especially against Philly. But Yeah, Drew? Uh, no, I don't think I'm 
starting him. I'd start Khalif Raymond over him, to be honest, because he seems to be more consistent, and you can't trust Jared Goff in the first place. So I'm definitely not starting him on Ross St. Brown this week. Yeah, part of me wants to put my faith in him and say, yeah, but he has Jared Goff throwing him the ball. I'd feel more confident if Case Keenum was throwing him the ball, to be honest. And it's just been so rough for him. I mean, this offense misses people like, you know, I hate to say it, Marvin Jones, who took the pressure off of these other guys in that offense. So, uh, no, I agree. I think uh, I think St. Brown's a sit. I, I really want to start him. I want him to be that guy, but the quarterback play has just been so, so bad in Detroit, and I, I can't see it getting any better. Um, Gerald Everett, Seattle, going up against Jacksonville. He's gotten some play uh, since he came back from COVID. He hasn't really been the guy everybody thought he would. We starting him, we sitting him. Um, I'm leaning towards. I, I'm, it depends. Like like we talked about with Hunter Henry, if you're streaming tight ends, he might be a top five option potentially. I mean, I don't know who all would be you know potential free agents, but I, I don't think he's your number one option if you're streaming. Um. But if you have someone like a, you know, Dalton Schultz, a Dallas Goddard, Zach Hurts, you're probably not starting him over him. Uh, I think Everett's a sit unless, you know, you you have a, you know, Mark Andrews on bye week and you're streaming. So I'm going to sit, uh, Drew. Yeah, I think you got to sit him. Geno Smith didn't so bad last week, and I don't think it gets much better, so... Uh, to be fair, he had really shitty weather to play in, too. It was really, really bad in San Francisco. Yeah, I get it, but, you know, it's just, I don't think it's, he's like the third or fourth option on the team, and they don't usually mm-hmm. spread it out that much, so. Well, I mean, like, hell, even Tyler Lockett hasn't been getting the targets he, he would with Russ, so. No, I can, I can agree with that. Gino hasn't looked good these two weeks he started in general, so I can agree with that. Kyle? No, I agree, yeah. You gonna have to sit him. Like what you guys said, Gino just looks god awful. He honestly, like his decision making's not there. He's looks like he's scared to throw the ball. He looks like he's scared to get out of the pocket. Really, yeah, I, I mean, true. let's be honest. So we were talking about this Monday night. He didn't have any time in the pocket. By the time yeah. the ball was was snapped, the San Francisco 49ers had his offensive lineman in his face. So you know, we took Alex Collins over. On, on a couple parlays and he didn't hit that and I mean he didn't he didn't have any time to make decisions I mean he was running into you know defenders by the time he got the ball yeah and then the passes that he were throwing is thrown into like double coverage mm-hmm. too so I mean sit probably yeah um this one pains me and I'd love to love for him to be a start every week this next one because I was one of the guys that was super high on him coming into this year as a rookie I thought he was going to ball out. Quarterback play has been part of the issue. He's been bad. He also plays for the Jets. Elijah Moore, are we starting? Are we sitting? I'm going to start this off. Um, he had a big week last week. He had his first career touchdown. He was on an end around, though. Wasn't a pass. Um, you now have, what, Mike White throwing you the ball? Zach Wilson's going to be out for at least a few weeks here. Uh, I think it's a sit until we see you know him break past to Jameson Crowder and and uh, Corey Davis in that offense. I mean, those two are the only ones getting targets right now um, outside of the running backs. So I, I think Elijah Moore is a sit until we see him uh, play uh, up to the level of expectations. Kyle? Yeah, I agree. I, he can't – he really can't play any Jets players this week, uh, especially with, you know, Zach Wilson not being there. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one that I would honestly feel comfortable with starting is Michael Carter. And I just because he – yeah, like it's still not comfortable starting him, but if you need to, he's not a bad flex option, I'd say, because he's getting touches and work. But while he's getting yeah. touches and work, that offensive line just isn't great, and Cincinnati's defense has been far and above the best defense I've seen in a long time out of the Bengals and out of Cincinnati, and possibly I don't know, top five this year, top ten. So. I can see where you're coming from, but I, I still don't like it, Drew. Yeah, I mean, you got to sit them. Most of the Jets receivers, you pretty much just don't have a choice with Mike White throwing them the ball. It's You don't know what's 
coming with it, and the Jets line is just so bad as it is. So you you really you just you have to sit them. That's just the Jets. We might see some Joe Flacco too in this game, depending on how Mike White does. That's very true. They did trade for for of the Joe Flacco. Flacco. And he did play and with them does, last he year, so he does know the system. Exactly what I was going to say. So, Depending on how much Robert Sala changed over that offense, we'll see. Um, Obviously, it doesn't look like he changed much. <laughs> we're going to do two more, then hop into our booms and busts. Uh, first one, I'm going to go Zach Ertz against Green Bay. Starts hit, uh, Drew. Um, that's, that's, that's a tough one right there. I think this is, this is kind of a 50-50 shot here. It really is because you know Ricky Seals Jones has really come into his own as, as well. Ricky Seals Jones plays for Washington. No, he doesn't. He's in the Cardinals. Are you sure about that? Pretty Ricky sure. Seals Jones plays for uh, Washington, there, bud. He was drafted. Yeah. He played for for the Cardinals for a while. Yeah. Max Williams he's, is on uh, IR, and that's all they traded for. Yeah, he's filling in for Logan Thomas at the moment. Okay. Well, I'm just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Disregard that, but okay. So, never mind that. <laughs> uh, what's he projected at? Do you know? Around ten, maybe eleven, like ten eight, maybe. Yeah, I think you can definitely start him this week. I don't, I don't see why not. I think it's going to be a shootout, like it always usually is with Cardinals. So, yeah, he could definitely be startable this week. I went into this week thinking this might be the first loss that the Cardinals suffer this season because. Green Bay had been playing a lot better as of late. But with all the COVID issues with the receiving core, you're now going to Robert Cobb being your number one. Um, I still think Arizona stays undefeated through this week. I think you can still start Ertz. I uh, I think he's a red zone target. I think he's potentially, you know, 15, 16-point guy. So I think he's a start, Kyle. Yeah, no, I agree. Um I feel like he's probably going to get a lot of red zone targets, obviously, because he's good hands, um, big target in the end zone. So as long as uh, – but I don't think it's really going to be too much of a factor if Green Bay can't put up points. So, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Robert Cobb are going to have to put some points on the board. Robert Cobb, is that what I said? Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, good day. Big Rob. Big Rob. Rob. Oh, well. Robert Cobb. Y'all could have called me out for that since called out Drew, but, you know, y'all better friends than that. Yeah, we just, just, had to just wait. after the fact. Jeez. Uh, Randall Cobb, I guess. Um, last start sit. Rob Gronkowski, potentially injured. Are we starting Bob this week? Are we uh, sitting him? I mean, he's questionable going into the game. Goes against New Orleans. Starts it. Gronkowski, Kyle. Yeah, if he if he's playing, start him. He's obviously Brady's favorite target, and he's balled out every single week that he's played. So, mm-hmm. I'd have to start him. All right, Drew. Uh, I guess yeah. If he's playing, go ahead and throw him in. But you know, it hasn't been going in that direction well for him. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, if he plays, I think it's a start. Um, he was a tight end one before he got injured. He was a top PPR guy, so why not? So. With that, we'll move into our booms and bust segment uh, of the show. Uh, we'll go ahead. We'll start with Kyle this week. Uh, go, Actually, go ahead and give us our rundown from week ago, and then go ahead and kick us off with our first boom. All right. So the rundown from last week, this is crazy. First time this has ever happened. Uh, we all actually tied for points <laughs> last week with a good old five-piece. It was a rough week for us. Yeah, it was. It was very rough. It sure was, <laughs> But but I was looking through it, and most of our booms actually couple like two of each of our booms that didn't hit missed by like a point. Like it was real close. But uh, we'll start with Steve last week. Uh, your booms for the week were uh, Derrick Henry, which he hit around his projection. Mark Andrews, which laid a good egg. Yeah. And Mike Gasucki, he uh, popped off. Your uh, busts were Zach Wilson, which we all know he got hurt, so that helped you there. He wasn't doing much without getting hurt anyway, so yeah, it didn't matter. True. Uh, Ryan Tannehill and J.D. McKissick, which were right around there. So you ended up with five, positive five, and you're at ten now. So I'm glad you're not in the negatives. Two weeks in a row we haven't been in the negatives, buddy. Calm down. All right, all right, chill, chill. Um, 
Last week, Drew, your booms were Daryl Henderson, Cortland Sutton, and Cordero Patterson. So the only one that laid a goose egg for you there was Daryl Henderson, which he didn't really lay a goose egg, but he didn't get his projection. But your busts were Tyree Kill, Fournette, and Ayuk, which I know Drew or Steve's pretty salty about the Ayuk thing. But I dropped him. I, I moved on to dropping him in every league I owned him in. Did you drop him? Good for you. Every league. Good. <laughs> Watch him pop off for a 30 piece this week. Well, he didn't this past week, so. All right. Uh, my booms last week were Daryl Williams, which pooped. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Jamar Chase, which had a hell of a game. Can we just admire Jamar Chase for a second, guys? The dude is going to be a phenom in this league, especially with Joe Burrow passing on the bar, ball. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I have to retract. I think in an earlier episode, we uh, all agreed upon Devontae Smith being the consensus, you know, wide receiver one out of this rookie class, and Jamar Chase has topped him. Yeah. Yeah, he's topped him already. It doesn't matter what Devontae Smith does the rest of the season. He's not going to surpass him. No. The play where he put the entire, you know, Ravens team on their butts and scored an 80-yard tutty on top of it, I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. I, I, I don't know why, but I just still have a really hard time thinking that efficiency is going to keep up, but he just keeps proving me wrong. So, Joe Burrow throwing him that bar, you know, it's just going to keep going well. So, uh, my bus last week were uh, Tyler Boyd, which pooped the bed. Dearness Johnson, which that was a rough Thursday. I was like, this is going to be a great yeah, week. I'm glad you were wrong because I picked him up and he was my RB1 for a week. Yeah, he actually took you to a dub against me in the Boomer Bust League, so you, you're welcome there. And then I also had Rondale Moore, so. Yep, so me and Drew are still tied at 25 apiece, and Steve, you're bringing up the rear, rear pretty close, actually, getting there at 10, so. So it's not bad. So uh, go ahead, and we'll have you kick it off uh, with our uh, first boom of the week. All right, our first boom Your of the week. Boom, I guess. Yeah, my first boom of the week, uh, and we kind of already discussed this a little bit already. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Robert Tanyan. He is only projected at 9.73 points, and like we said, he's already, he's gets red zone targets here and there. And with uh, Devontae Adams, MVS, and Liz, Lazard out. Lizard. Lizard. Old Lizzie. Um, I think he's easily going to give like a 15 piece if not more i could see him honestly going for like four grabs but like two toddies just red zone targets you know what i mean yeah i like i like Tanya this week um i don't know about two because I, I still feel like aaron jones or aj dylan vulture at least one of those if not two um, yeah. but but I, I could see tony you know having three or four grabs for 70 yards and a touchdown. I mean, that's that's definitely not another own possibilities. I threw him in my honorable mentions for this week in case one of you guys took one of my picks. I, I liked him a lot. I think his his projections low for the fact that he's going to be basically that wide receiver one, him and Cobb. So I like it. What's your opinion, Drew? And then you can go ahead and hit your first boom. I mean, yeah, I like Robert Tunyon this week. If he's going to start doing well, it's going to be right now. So I can definitely see him booming this week. So I got a question for you guys. In one of my leagues, we can kind of incorporate this. Uh, should I start Robert Tunyon over Noah Fant? No. No? Even with Judy coming back? Who's Noah Fant playing? Uh, who is that? Uh, Washington, who just gave up 16 points to Tanyan a week ago. That's true. So you guys think I should start Fant still over Tanyan? Fant just gets too much target share in that offense. I mean, he's constantly getting... 7, 10, 11 targets a game, it feels like. Okay. Yeah, that's, a, that's a really tough one. What would you do, Drew? I, I know think, it's Steve Sands. I personally think that Fant gets more target share, more volume, but Tanyan has a higher upside in terms of touchdowns. The, just it this it doesn't feel like Fant gets a touchdown, so, I mean, if, if you're thinking, you know, he might get a tutty because he's going to be that number one option, then I can see an argument for Tanyan. If, if it were me, I'd probably throw Tanyan in this week just because he has such an opportunity. Sure, he might – it might not work out, but the opportunity is going to be there. So, Okay. Thanks, guys. Yep. Uh, Drew, your first boom. Okay, so my first boom for this week is going to be Kenneth Gainwell. Love it. 
It's projected at 13.52 points, and he's playing the Lions. The Lions are trash. And, you know, the the team is really coming down on Jalen Hurts. Fantasy-wise, he's been awesome for us, but real game-wise, he's just not been cutting it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's scored the majority of his points in the fourth quarter well after it was, you know, too far gone. And this is going to be the week they have a little slew of games where he can really prove himself. And if he doesn't prove it here, it's going to be tough. So I think he's going to have to rely on Kenneth Gainwell a little bit more for those check downs instead of just throwing crap balls. Yeah, I mean, it's not only that, but Miles Sanders has what a fractured ankle now, or sprained ankle, at least a sprain. I don't know if they confirmed fractured or not, but he's out at least this week. So he's going to be your your RB1 in this offense. I, I like this play a lot. I mean, he's Gainwell's probably going to be your – you know, between the tackles guy, they're going to use Boston Scott, though, too. So, I mean, you have to pay. And both can be used in the receiving game. So, it's kind of a coin flip, but I like Kenny this week. I think he's a major boom, so I agree with you. Kyle, you have an opinion on that? No, I agree. Yeah, he's going to be a decent play this week. It just kind of scares me because, like, I think the snap share is kind of like, what, 60-40 between them-ish, roughly. But uh, I'm not too sure. But like you said, I think Gainwell's clearly the most talented back in that backfield right now. And I know Drew picked him up in almost like every league, so mm. he's probably going to start him this week. So Yeah, a week ago, uh, Gainwell was at a 51% snap share, while Scott was at a 33%. So, And that was, you know, what I don't know when Sanders got hurt, but it was after Sanders got hurt, obviously. Yeah. Boston Scott wasn't getting a ton of ton of touches before they, uh, beforehand. Uh, my first boom, who we talked about in the start-sit segment, is actually C.J. Uzama. Uh, he's projected at 6.25 points this week. He's been a double-digit machine pretty much this entire season, uh, at least the past month, it seems like. Uh, and we did talk about how he's not getting a ton of volume, but he's capitalizing getting touchdowns on, that, on, those, uh, on those catches he does have. So, you know... Uh, Drew said, what, five touchdowns in the past month or whatever, four games. And you're going against the Jets. I mean, it's it's an easy matchup. He has that breakaway speed as a, for a tight end. And, I mean, he had, he had a big one this past week against Baltimore, who's a better defense. He had, like, what, a 30-40 yarder or something mm-hmm. like that uh, that he broke off for a touchdown. He just blew through the defense, like Kyle mentioned. So, uh, I think Uzama's really going to play a bigger role in this offense. Uh, and we, we've seen the Bengals in the past use tight ends efficiently and and you know they were fantasy relevant with Tyler Eifert there for whenever he was healthy he was always you know a top-ish tier tight end he was never the guy but he always put up points it seemed like so uh Kyle do you want to hit on that before we move to the no rest? no I'm a big fan of him yeah I feel like that's all that is is just a touchdown for him to get to get just this projection just projections yeah so, yeah, you add a couple more targets on it, about yeah. 20, 30 more yards. He's easily getting a 10, 12, 13 piece, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he I agree. The Jets. Yeah, I agree, 100%. Drew, do you have anything before we move on? Yeah, I like CJ Uzama this week. I He was one of my booms, but you got through it before I did, so good on you. Got him. <laughs> got him. Um, Sort of with bust now. My first bust this week is going to be Calvin Ridley. Projected at, I just turned my phone off, uh, 17.03 points. And they're going up against the Carolina Panthers this week, who they've, I feel like we were talking so high and mighty about them, you know, the first month of the season to go 0-4 now. They just lost to the Giants a week ago. But regardless, Calvin Ridley really hasn't lived up to the expectations in which he was drafted with this season. Everybody was thinking he's going to be, you know, wide receiver one, he was going to be, you know, on the Justin Jefferson, uh, like, area of the the fantasy relevance and, like, put up those kind of numbers, I feel like. And he's been far below that. Um, there's only been one week in which he hit his projections, and that was against Tampa Bay in week two. Everything else, he's been five points or less, it seems like, below projection. And um, I still think this Carolina secondary is better than they played recently. And they're only going to get better when Stephon Gilmore gets healthy and, and is in there. So uh, Ridley's going to be my first bust this week. I'll start with Kyle and then go with Drew before his first bust. I mean, I can I can definitely see it. Like you said, he's only producing like low end or 
wide receiver two numbers, high end depth wide receiver. Yeah, barely. And Cordero Patterson's so, taking all those targets right now. Yep, and even Russell Gage came back last week. Kyle and Pitts is coming alive too, so. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of mouths to feed there, but Matt Ryan's starting to produce a lot now for fantasy too. But, yeah, he's, I could see him definitely busting this week. I hope not because I have him in a couple of leagues, but. I love Ridley. It's just like he hasn't lived up to the expectations where he was drafted. I mean, he was what? End second round pick, maybe? Yeah. Early third round pick? Yeah, third round, usually. So that's what Justin Jefferson was like mid to late second rounder. You had what DK going in the third ish around there. So he has a little to the, well, we'll get to him in a second. So <laughs> Drew, your, uh, your picks here, or what's your take here? Then your first bust. Yeah, I mean, I hate. I hate to think he's going to bust, but, you know, with the way Cordero Patterson has emerged, someone in there has got to bust because the the way their offense has been going, it's mm-hmm. just not going to be good for all of them. So I guess it's possible, yeah. All right, then your first bust. So my first bust, ironically, is going to be Cordero Patterson. He's projected at 17.97 points versus the Panthers. And, you know, they're coming out of the bye. They've shown how well and how much they want to start using Cordero Patterson. And I just think they're going to be able to figure it out and shut it down this week. So who do you think is going to produce then for Atlanta if he's not? The thing is it's kind of a crapshoot. It could be uh, Calvin Ridley if they're trying to stop the – or Daryl Patterson funny business. He could pop off. Even Kyle Pitts, he's starting to do really well. This is tough for me, and I, and I was I was so anti Cordero Patterson to start this year, not even to start this year, but like when he, he had those first two really good games and everybody was like hopping on the bandwagon, I was like, nah, it's only going to be like here or there he's going to hit, and he's produced ever since week one, seventeen or more points in all but one week. So I mean it's going to be tough. He's elusive. He's a big running back. You know Derrick Henry size almost plays receiver and running back he's gonna get catches so i don't know i lean towards he's probably around projection but i could see the bust as well so kyle man that's tough um i like just can't see him going down as low as 12 points that's a thing yeah that's he, there's so much usage there man he's getting almost averaging six to seven targets a game so you said this about tyreek hill last week too we did and we were very wrong about tyreek well, Mahomes is also just straight dog shit this year. Yeah, that Chiefs team is complete buns this year. But, I mean, the Falcons are obviously not good either, but I don't know. You know, I, yeah, I, I, I take what it. I said back. I was wrong about Tyreek this week, last week. I'll go with, you know what, I agree with you this week, Drew. How about that? Yeah, let's just agree with Drew this weekend. Because we were, we were obviously wrong last week, and Drew showed us up, and Tyreek flopped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right, Kyle, your first bust. <laughs> all right guys all right so my first bus this week is gonna be mr amari cooper i still don't know why they uh they're still giving him a projection of 17.3 points he hasn't really came close to that all year and i believe i did see something today that Gallup is back like don't quote me though yeah, i think but... he's coming off of ior so yeah, that's, that's just gonna be even more target share between other people like more mouths of feed for dak um I still see C.D. Lamb and Dalton Schultz as a clear one and two targets. Mm-hmm. And then you got Zeke there. He catches a ball or two. You know what I mean? Did you see that? They're starting to introduce, like, Zeke as, like, instead of going out and blocking, he'll, like, do, like, a fake block and just kind of, like, pop out four or five yards and just camp. Kind of like Alvin Kamara does. Like a normal running back would. Yeah. That's not Zeke. <laughs> Essentially. No, I agree. I, I think I originally had Amari on my bust list, and then I changed him for who I'm going to talk about with my second bust. Um, so, no, I agree. Drew, I don't know if you hit on that, but if not, Kyle can go to his next uh, boom then. No, that's that's fine with me. That's just too high. I understand where you're coming from, so. All right. So my next boom for this week is going to be, and this is – going to be really iffy depending on if Ty God comes back, but I think Brandon Cooks is going to pop off this week. If if Tyrod Taylor does come back, I think that he has a chance to score at least 20-plus. I mean, look at the games that Tyrod has played, and 
Brandon Cooks has just gotten at least 20 or more, I believe. So, I don't know. I just feel like it's a work in progress here with him coming in. Yeah, like the first two weeks or three weeks, 22 points piece. So, I'm I'm torn with Cooks simply because he's going to have Jalen on in this game, this whole game more than likely. Because there's no, nobody else on that offense that even warrants having Jalen Ramsey covering you. And on top of that, he's pissed off about this uh, Mark Ingram trade. He went on Twitter. He had a little rant. How much you know of his heart really going to be into this game? Going to be iffy, so. Yeah. I don't know. I love Brandon Cooks. I thought he was going to have a stellar year, and he was having a stellar year fantasy-wise until, until Taylor got hurt, so. Yeah. I don't know. Drew? Yeah. I mean, I, I like it this week. I just – I also felt like he was going to – do well this week. I had him as a boom also, so <laughs> you guys have two of my booms. Thanks for that. But yeah, I agree with you. Fair enough. So okay. if you need some time to find another one, I can I can cut in line here. Yeah, go ahead. Alright. Uh my second boom this week, I'm gonna go with Michael Pittman. Uh I managed to snag this guy in waivers in at least one league, maybe two. And all but one week since I've picked him up, he's been really good. I mean, he's been a touchdown threat, you know, big red zone target for Carson Wentz. Um, and I mean, last week against San Francisco, he only had four targets, but he had four catches on those targets, 105 yards and a tutty. This week you're going against Tennessee, who you're probably going to be in a shootout with. And... Um, I just love Pittman. I think he's going to be a big contributor to this this offense going forward. So, um, I like Pittman a lot. So, get your takes on that before we go to Drew again. Yeah, I uh, I have a good feeling about Pittman this week. He's he's obviously Wentz's like number one target, mm-hmm. and he his breakaway speed is just nuts when he catches that Especially ball. For I a like big guy. Yeah, he's he's what six four two twenty five or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's just a big dude that can run. He's kind of like, kind of like a DK built in a way, just not as fast, I mean, obviously. But he's, he's not still as muscular either. DK's no. just a freak. He's like slithery, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. But that's just my take. I yeah, I'll say boom with you. Uh, Pittman, I didn't m- mention the projection. He's uh, projected at fifteen point eight nine this week, so almost sixteen points. But a twenty piece seems super not easy, far. especially when Tennessee's secondary hasn't been amazing by any means. So. If he can get a touchdown, I agree 100% yeah. he's going to go over that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so with with Michael Pittman, I, I've had him all year long in my big money league. I drafted him this year, and I've held on and held on, and he's starting, you know, he's starting to come on. But the moment that uh, – oh, this is bad. I can't even remember his name. He's so T-Y. T.Y., yeah, T.Y. The, the second he came back, he – took a back seat to him and it really rubbed me the wrong way and he's not been the most consistent Michael Pittman this this year so it's it's tough for me but you know there's no way he can't do well this week they're playing against the Titans they have literally the worst like passing defense fantasy wise in the whole league they're ranked mm-hmm. 32nd so I mean surely he's gonna boom this week he's got to he has to so your second boom so my second boom is going to be Javante Williams. He's projected at 14.17, and they're playing Washington. Washington's defense was supposed to be, you know, really good. They did awesome last year, but they've just been complete crap. And I think Javante Williams is and has been getting more t- uh, carries than Melvin Gordon. And I think they, you know, unleashed the beast this week. Yeah, go, go ahead, Kyle, and then I'll pop in and go to my bust. No, I agree. I'm. You guys know, I, we talked about this before, I'm a really big Javante Williams guy. It's just he needs to get the opportunity. I know Melvin Gordon's there, but come on, let this kid eat. You know, he's shown time and time again. I think they were saying during the Denver game last week that Melvin Gordon's, like, yards per attempt were, like, two or three, and Javante's was, like, six or seven, and he still didn't get as many touches. Like, they just need to put faith in this kid, honestly. But, yeah, I agree. He, he has definitely the potential to boom this week. Yeah, let's see. We're looking 
over the season, yeah, Melvin Gordon's is probably as low as three yards a carry, give or take. Uh-huh. Javante, you're looking well over five. Mm-hmm. So like he's doubling his production on less attempts. And like, he's he's still really good the snap share either. He's had at a forty two percent snap share a week ago, still put up seventeen points, and he got pass game utilization. So um, he should get both in this game. He needs to be the, the Vic Fangio just needs to make the call. This is your guy. This isn't a you know this isn't a a Justin Fields situation in Chicago where they got pressured into starting him and now he's just throwing three interceptions and fumbling fourteen times a game, but. Uh, Javante has proven that he can be a you know an every down guy, and he needs to be. So now I agree. I think Javante really pops off this week. Uh, and while we're talking about the Bears, that brings up my second bust, and that's going to be Allen Robinson. Uh, it's not even Allen. It's not even Robinson's fault that he's continuing to bust. It's just such poor quarterback play throughout this season, not getting the ball out. I mean, he's only had one game with double-digit targets, and that was the first game of the season. He's only gone over 10 points one game this year. That was week two, and that was that happened to be the only week he scored a touchdown. So, I don't know. Robinson goes up against the Niners this week. He's projected at almost 12 points. So we're talking about five, six-point game here. And that's that really feels like what he's been around all season. He hasn't really lived up to where, you know, just like we talked about with, with – uh, uh, whoever the hell we just talked about, receiver-wise, um, hasn't lived up to the hype of where he was getting drafted. So uh, I don't, I don't like Robinson this week. I don't like Robinson going forward until we see more consistency out of Justin Fields and know that Justin Fields is not going to throw the ball to the other team six times a game. So, Kyle. Yeah, no, I I agree with you 100. If you're an Allen Robinson owner, you're just praying to God they put Carson Palmer in. Carson Palmer. Or not Carson Palmer. Jesus you know. Christ. Uh, Andy Dalton. He's their only hope. The only other ginger in that. <laughs> but, yeah, so you just got to pray. Like, Although Carson Palmer could probably throw the ball better than anybody on that team still. So, Yeah, it's true. I'd, honestly, if I could pick a ginger to put a quarterback, I'd pick you, Steve. Thanks. <laughs> hit, him with, hit him with a lefty, lefty sling they're not going to be ready for. Yes, sir. <laughs> Yeah, um, but no, definite boom this week or bust. I mean, on top so. of that, uh, he did have an ankle injury and he he was limited in practice all week. So, yeah, pick the injured guy. Way to go! Well, I didn't realize he was injured until I I looked at sleeper just now. Uh, he has an ankle injury. So, he, that's that's been lingering for like mm-hmm. three or four weeks now, and it's not like it matters because the quarterback play hasn't been good at all. You know, I. As a Bears fan, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to hope and pray that eventually they figure the offense out, whether that means they finally just throw Matt Nagy out the door or what, but they they need to figure it out because it's now or never. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, Matt, you know, Matt Nagy having a job at the end of the season is not looking good. So No, and listening to some other podcasts, they're talking like you honestly might be all right to just – drop Allen Robinson at this point and I I don't know if I can agree with it I feel like they have to at least you know get some sort of relevance at some point before the fantasy season ends I'm really hoping they do but I guess we'll wait and see yeah I mean nobody else there is catching anything other than Matt now he's catching COVID right now so uh I don't know it's just not been a good situation so I I, I don't know Again, he's projected for a low amount of points, but I really can't see him being even around the projection. It just doesn't seem like it's something he's going to do this season. So, And the usage of Allen Robinson, that it could just push him away, dude, because he's like, what, on his last year of his contract, I believe? He's franchise tagged. Yeah, so, I mean, this is just – he's going to probably be in a different uniform next year if they don't figure something out quick. It could be a trade deadline acquisition for somebody, too. I mean, why not? Coming up here, what, next week? So, yeah. Drew, your second bust. So my second bus is going to be Jacoby Myers. He's projected at 14.08 points, and he's playing the Chargers. The Chargers' defensive backs have been really good against fantasy receivers. And, you know, Jacoby Myers can't seem to get his hands on a teddy this season. So I think with the lack of looks he's going to get with that Chargers defense, and he can't even seem to get a touchdown in the first place, 
I think he could easily bust this week. Yeah, you know, uh, Jacoby Myers hasn't caught a touchdown pass since he was at North Carolina State. I mean, <laughs> he's been in the league three years now, and he still hasn't caught a tutty. So eventually that day is coming. It's not this week, though. I agree. Sante Samuel Jr. is going to knock, uh, you know, knock him down. So I agree. Kyle? No, I agree. He, I mean, his target share is slowly dwindling down. Um, yeah, I could definitely see him busting. Kendrick Bourne's been more prevalent recently, it feels like. so. Yeah. Exactly. So, and then, like we've talked about, Hunter Henry's starting to get more involved. So, all right, Kyle, bust. Uh, second bust. All right. So, my second bust this week is going to be our boy OBJ. Um, I don't know. Like ever since he came back, like he just isn't. He's not running his routes right. It's just piss poor. And Baker, who knows if he's even going to be playing. Like, I just, I don't know. He's projected at 13.27, and he's only went over that one time this year, and that was the first game he actually played against Chicago, which it's Chicago, so that makes a lot of sense. But, yeah, I just see him getting, like, a good four or five piece this week. Yeah. We talked about this. I mean, if it wasn't for a one-headed catch on Monday Night Football, Odell's not in the league right now. It doesn't feel like he should be. Everybody mm-hmm. talked about how good this Browns team was going to be because of this trade. And they really haven't been that great offense. Like, they haven't been that powerhouse offense everyone expected them to be. And they've kind of gone to run-first mentality with, with Nick Chubb. And Kareem Hunt gets more passes than anybody else on that team. So, I agree. True. Yeah, I mean, I guess at this point, Kyle's just trying to take easy dubs. We all know Odell's <laughs> not going to do anything. I don't know what kind of pick that is, but yeah. Well, I mean, when you're projected at 13.27 points, they're trying to fake people into thinking he's actually going to do something relevant. Right. Yes. Go through our last boom right now, Kyle. Go ahead and throw us off. All right. My last boom this week is going to be Elijah Mitchell. So I really – I don't know if you guys watched the Niners game, but, like, this kid just looks like fire. Like, he's – torching everybody right now like he's fast and they're obviously giving him a huge workload like every he's been getting mid-teens that almost 20 touches a week his yards per carry is what is it around like five if Mm -hmm. not more and like i said he's got a lot of juice the kids kid's good i mean it's his backfield so i mean he doesn't get any really receiving work but i can easily and he's projected at 11.65 11.65 points. So I could easily see him getting like a 17, 18 piece this week. Yeah, that's my issue is he doesn't get the the pass game usage. So I could see it. 11 points he is get low. Red so. red looks, though, like for rushing wise. Uh, 11 points is low. So I agree. I, I can see it. So Drew, your take and then your uh, last boom. Yeah, with that, I'll just say he did so well last week because they didn't really have any other choice but to run with how bad the weather was. But. Mm-hmm. He did show that he can get it done, so I'd say it definitely is possible, I guess. Mm-hmm. We're right in your last boom. So my last boom is going to be Devontae Smith. He projected at 15.6 points, and they're playing the Lions. I talked about it earlier. This is now or never for Jalen Hurts, and I think if he really you know, decides he's going to figure it out this week, it's going to be to Devontae Smith. Yeah, Um I don't have any qualms with this. 15 points. You know, 20-point guy. Seems uh, seems doable. Kai? I mean, I can see it. Um, it all depends on, like, Jalen Hurts, like he said, exactly. though. Who knows whenever they're going to freaking yank Jalen. Jalen Hurts has been doing so good for fantasy, but he's absolutely terrible when you watch him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of time before you get the uh, Minshew show. So. Yeah, bringing the stash. I mean, I could see it. I could either see him booming or busting there's no in between Mm -hmm. my last boom i'm gonna go deandre swift stick with that same game he's i mean okay i get it he's rejected at 21.05 points but he's just been phenomenal this season receiving he's been the number two ppr running back in fantasy uh, football number six in the standard scoring he's getting 10 targets a game through the air 13 touches on the ground and he's kind of made Jamal Williams irrelevant in that offense, it seems like, at least fantasy-wise, uh, uh, especially after that hot start Jamal had. So I, I like DeAndre. 
I think he's a good matchup against that Philadelphia secondary, or not, not even secondary, but the linebackers and everybody else. So uh, I, I think Swift could pop off for another 30, another 30 piece this week like he did against uh, the Rams a week ago, who's a much better defense. So, uh, Kyle, what's your take on uh, DeAndre? DeAndre has proven me wrong this year. I've told you guys so much <laughs> during draft season. I was totally against him, but he's proved me wrong. And like you said, he's the number two RB of the league. So I could see him getting a good 25 piece, maybe, or not 25, but close to 30 this week with the matchup. So I'd say boom. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's still tough for me because I was down on him also during drafting season. And, you know, he's, been, he's just been doing well. He's the only strong piece of that offense. So, you know, I got to stop doubting them and say it's definitely possible. So, I mean, he's taken over. I mean, he's at a 75% snap share for the past month, basically. So, and I just want you guys to know this is the first week, I think, a month I haven't taken Derrick Henry. So, you're welcome. Congrats. <laughs> and this is probably the week to take him. <laughs> this would be the week. What? Yeah. I thought about it. His projections are low again. So, why not? Yep. <laughs> um, my last boom, though, or oh, my last bust, pardon me. It's going to be Jarvis Landry this week. He's projected at 14.5 points against Pittsburgh. Um, the issue becomes how healthy is Baker? How healthy is Jarvis? I mean, he's still uh, dealing with some, some lingering injuries from when he was on the IR. Uh, and this season he's had one game where he's gone over 10 points, and that was week one against Kansas City. So, you know, this is the second week back from injury. Does he really get uh, the utilization? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm going to lean towards bust for Jarvis this week. Kyle, your take? No, I agree. Yeah, I feel like he could probably bust this week. It's If Nick Chubb's back, it's going to be the Nick Chubb show like it always has been. Mm-hmm. Especially with Baker not healthy, he's not going to be throwing much. So I agree, bust. All right, Drew, and then your last bust. Um, Yeah, I think he could definitely bust. He's got the lingering injury going on. But at the same time, you know, I don't think – with Case Keenum, the Browns are much worse off than they were with Baker. I see them as pretty similar as QB wise. It's just mm-hmm. you know you just don't want to say it because they've invested so much in Baker, but I don't think they're much worse off. With yeah, so is Allstate. So don't worry, or whoever his his insurance company is. Yeah. So uh, your last so bust. My last bust for this week. Um, beating the dead horse here. I'm going Leonard Fournette again. Projected at seventeen point eight three points, and they're playing the Saints. I I just can't see him keeping it consistent. I don't know why, but you know they were getting the majority of the passing down targets to Giovanni Bernard last week, mm-hmm. and that's why he's projected so high. I think it's because he has the potential for getting you know those PPR points. So I just think he could drop, you know, hit like a ten or eleven piece, but. Not go crazy this week. I saw Rojo got a couple handoffs a week ago too, which seemed really weird. I mean, he'd been, I think, on Bruce Arians' bad side there for a while, and he now he got a couple handoffs last week, so that was interesting. Yeah. And Kyle. Um. Yeah, I I agree. Um, like you said, Rojo just kind of scares me in that backfield, and with Bernard there, I mean, I just don't see him keeping it up. So I could see him busting this week. All right, your last bust. All right, my last bust this week is going to be a Mr. Julio Jones. Uh, he's projected right now 15.29 points. Uh, look, he just he hasn't he's only went over that one time, and every single other game he hasn't even been in double digits. I mean, he he isn't what he's cracked up to be. He's kind of like in that range of Allen Robinson, the uh, like the uh, Amari Coopers, like all drafted really high, aren't really doing anything. So that's my bust for the week. Yeah, I mean, he's had a nagging, nagging injury as well. So, I mean, it's been on and off throughout the season. Still hasn't found the end zone just like when he was in Atlanta, so it's tough, but I agree. Uh, Drew? Yeah, no, he, I agree. It's it's not looking too great for him, so there's no point in arguing that. Fair enough. So <laughs> that's it for our booms and busts of the week. Uh, one last thing before we officially sign off. Did we see, did you guys see the official exchange for Tom Brady's 600th football? I I saw a thing about it, but I can't remember exactly. The dude got ripped. So, I mean, everybody's saying, well, initially everyone's like, oh, he's going to be a $500,000 football, whatever. 
apparently he is receiving a um what's the big cryptocurrency a bitcoin 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 he's yeah. receiving one bitcoin from tom brady specifically he's oh. receiving uh season tickets for the rest of this year and next year he's getting uh two jerseys and a couple helmets from brady yeah and then game used cleats and jersey from mike evans i believe yep that's crazy. I did not see that. Yeah, I mean, it's nuts. It's nuts. That ball's gonna go in the Hall of Fame anyway. So I mean, I don't know. I feel like if if I would have caught, you know, Mike Evans tosses me that ball, I'm running for the fucking doors. I'm throwing yeah, that they, bad boy they, in a vault and waiting for you know Tom Brady to die because that's a million dollar ball right there. Yeah, exactly. We'll run over some kids getting yeah. that ball. Stiff on yep. that ball. Stiff on those kids. <laughs> but um, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at BoomerBustFF. Uh, we've been posting parlays on there. We got a new logo that Kyle got for us and, you know, Drew done slacked and dropped a ball, kind of like A-Rob has all year. And uh, Classic Chicago Bears fan. <laughs> uh, as long as, you know, double doinking, dropping balls, that's about it. Life of a Bears fan. Bear Dan. Bear Dan. <laughs> so, uh, thanks everybody for listening and uh, we'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace.